Hello and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast. I've just finished recording this session with the ever delightful Katrina Ashmore. Katrina has been an educator for 25 years and she is passionate about empowering and supporting educators and services and equipping them with the professional knowledge and skills required to be successful when running their very own family daycare. Having worked as an educator and also a compliance officer in the sector, Katrina understands the importance of ensuring that family daycare educators and services are professional in representing family daycare and that they are also compliant. So also understanding that with no operational funding for services, they need to ensure that they're financially sustainable and that they comply with national regulations, CCS rulings, national law, and all relevant frameworks and legislation. So Katrina's extensive background as an educator within the family daycare has seen her acquire extensive knowledge and experience in the operational requirements needed to run a successful business. So further, her knowledge of legislative and quality requirements can assist educators to navigate through the system and to ensure that they're well informed of their obligations and that their business model is compliant and will deliver a professional service that ensures ongoing success for their own business. Katrina applies an authentic, empathic and upfront approach in providing support to family daycare educators and acts as an advocate to ensure that educators are treated as professionally as they are within their industry. So knowledge is power and with knowledge comes confidence. So for those of you that followed along last year, Katrina and I became friends through the COVID situation we found ourselves in and she was such a powerful ally for me through that whole process. Not just me, but I know many of you contacted Katrina as well, services and educators alike. So in this podcast, we got together again, and it's the first time for a little while. We used to do podcast, oh, not podcasts, but Zoom meetings for educators and then post them up onto the Truth page last year. So We had fun doing that and we just reminisced about the year that was last year and, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly and basically just hung out for an hour. So hopefully you might get some tips and hints and just enjoy looking at how far we've come as a profession from last year. And although some of us are still sitting right in the middle of it and it's not all over yet. But just to maybe go back and help yourself process part of what we all experienced last year. So sit back, enjoy, and we will bring you this podcast now. Thanks. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast. My name is Victoria Edmund, and I am your host. Our aim here at the Big Hearted Podcast is to nurture a community of heart-centred educators to change the perception and delivery of early childhood education and care in Australia and ultimately around the world. We want you to be inspired by our guests and the topics we bring to you to think of new ways of being as an educator. We want you to feel a sense of belonging via this podcast so that you can engage any time of the day or night in any place that suits you. We want you to become an educator that delivers education from the heart, as we believe this is how we create great change within our world. So join us as we discover new ways to inspire each other here on the Big Hearted Podcast. 
Hello and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast. Today is our super special guest, Katrina Ashmore, from all the way up in Bundaberg. Thanks so much for coming on today, Katrina. No worries. Thanks for having me. We did, and it wasn't anywhere near as good (laughs) the second time over. Oh, dear. So just for anybody who may not know who you or I are and the backstory of how we became friends and even how you started in our wonderful profession of family daycare. Do you want to just tell us in your own words how you came to work in this profession and then how you and I got to meet? No worries. So I was 18 years old when I started in family daycare. I'm a little older than that now. And when I started in family daycare, I really had started not knowing anything about childcare at all. Wanted to have my own children. So I started caring for children on weekends, not in family daycare. Thought it was great. Loved it. Loved working with children and families. So I was 18, opened up my own family daycare home and started working from there. So I, over the years, I had my children 12 years later because I couldn't have children at the time. So it was amazing. And I loved the profession for being able to give back to families. And I knew what family daycare stood for. And as I grew more in my position of family daycare and where I sat and what I saw happen, and I've been in the industry now for 25 years, working in family daycare alone and just having the ability to help families and working with children and empowering other educators and watching other educators grow within the industry and seeing family daycare and what family daycare stood for, for me, meant so much. So here I am 25 years on, still sitting here. So, And then while I met you last year, so was it last year? It was last year, right? Yes, 2020. Yeah. Last year when all the COVID hit and it hit our industry so incredibly hard and our educators so hard, I just happened to post a video of what Family Day Care meant for me and how I didn't agree with what the government was doing to our educators and our whole industry throughout the whole of Australia. And that video that I posted just kind of went viral very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. I think it had... 100 or 200,000 shares like in 24 hours it just went off the chart and it was just me just speaking from the heart of what I really thought Family Daycare stood for and how incredible our educators are to do the work they were doing and then it happened to get posted on your page and then bang we kind of met and it was just love at first sight um so No, we both stood for the same thing professionally. And I think that's what meant a lot for me was meeting someone else in the profession that had the same outlook for family daycare as me. And then it opened up this whole big doorway of all these educators who had the same outlook as us and family daycare means the same to them and that's where we are today. Yeah, it was so incredible. I remember I had so many people message me because we started that page the truth about COVID childcare package or whatever it's called, just the truth page to me. And within, I think it was only a couple of days after that just exploded overnight. I remember having a meeting with my team on Zoom, my family daycare service team on Zoom, and we were like, this is not okay. Like Scott Morrison came out that day and said free childcare and then nobody heard a single thing after that announcement except us educators that went, well, hang on a second, free childcare, what does that mean? You know, you could almost hear parents rejoicing in the streets and we were just like, oh, no, what on earth does this mean? So my team and I penned a letter together, which is still sitting on the About page there, 
And we stayed up till like 11, 11.30 that night just writing this letter, being really, you know, we chopped and changed and we chopped and we crossed bits out and we added bits and it was this real collaborative approach from my educators. And we started this page, you know, I, I had this what I call as a God bolt moment, just this thing when we were talking to my team and just this voice came in, start a page, and so I did. I don't argue with those things. And I started that and I think it was within a couple of days that you and I connected after we started that page because I didn't even know the purpose, what that purpose was for that page. But when we started it that night, we just shared it within all the family daycare groups and early childhood education groups. And it was like, whoa, someone liked it or joined because at that point it was a free-for-all open to everybody. And I think by the morning we had something like 900 to 1,000 people within the space from 11.30 at night to 6 a.m. in the morning. Like it was just nuts, but it just showed that people were like freaking out and knew nothing. Like none of us had any answers We didn't know a single thing. All we knew was that it was free childcare. We didn't know what it meant. So to then... I think for where we sat in that precise moment, and it's actually really hard thinking back to where we were sitting, you know, us two as individuals, but what in the background that was holding for our educators, how scared they were, their income was being cut in half or less than in half, but the same workload was sitting there in front of them and being scared of the government would release the package information. But for some people, breaking that down into what that actually really meant with them and their business was so incredibly hard. And I know, like, you know, when we were talking and stuff and we really supported each other through some pretty intense moments there and I think it was watching and listening to educators and opening up my own face you know for messages of help and I know one day I opened up and I think I had like 140 messages there and you were the same and we answered people individually answered every single person we could and I know you know for you and I and I look at it now and I'm like man I don't know how we even got through that um, you know as individuals together either but there was moments where I would actually be surviving on an hour and a half sleep a night because we were putting our heads together of what else can we do to help these people and where one person lacks another person strong. So we knew our educators were so strong and incredible in their line of work, but they were lacking in other areas where they needed the help. And we knew that we possibly could help them in that area. And so it was intense, man. It was like, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was. I don't think I still caught up on that sleep. Just quite, that's what it no like. way. No <laughs> way at all. Like it was probably for me personally the biggest growth I have had in my personal life, in my business life. Uh-huh. Like I had people requesting me on Facebook, which I love, but it also then meant that, and I'm being really vulnerable and honest here, is that I had to start censoring myself, you know, because I had all these people from all around Australia looking at me and listening to every word I said. And if I posted something flippant and silly on my page, which I quite frequently do. What would think? Yeah. And I had to fully like go, oh, and really start, you know, just 
And I didn't have that much time for that. But for me, switching into social media and just like scrolling mindlessly was one of the ways that I could switch off because we had to keep working. Mm. I can remember thinking when it was all starting to happen and I thought, oh, we're going to go into lockdown here. I fully had this fantasy and I was thinking of it this morning. Oh, if we go into lockdown for like a month, would be I'm going to go through my whole house I'm going to pull every cupboard out. I'm just going to declutter my entire life. Lockdown's going to be amazing. (laughs) And then that was not the case at all. And you're so right, though, because all of these poor educators and services who were overwhelmed with the amount of information that was just coming out on the daily, sometimes multiple times, things were changing, you know, and it was just... Nuts. I honestly, truly think that because I crashed early this year, like absolutely crashed. Mm -hmm. That's why I went real quiet on the truth page. And I just recently crashed again. I was like in there again. And then I recently crashed because, you know, I got my iron levels tested. I'm in a level eight when I should be up 30 plus. So my doctor was like, I said to her, oh, do you think this could be, you know, like a lot of what I'm feeling? She's like, Victoria, you're practically getting no oxygen to your brain. And I'm like... That explains a lot, doesn't it? explains a whole lot. So so I truly think I was running on adrenaline all of last year, all of last year. And I think that's where our educators, you know, for the educators, and there was a lot of educators who were trying to siphon through what it was meaning for their business and what was next and were they doing the right thing and then the fear. The fear for the providers, for the services and the providers, knowing, and we had many Zoom meetings with lots of providers and all trying to break this down together. And it was so incredibly hard. But the best part, what I love is the people that we met along the way. I mean, and I'm pretty bogan. Like, like I say shit and I swear a lot. Like I talk some serious shit and it's all in fun. Like, but it's also one of the hard things was the empathy. Yeah. So, and I'm very empathetic to people and I often can feel what other people feel and it's very hurtful to see how people are feeling and you want to help everybody. But one thing that we had to recognise and we probably didn't soon enough was we couldn't actually help everybody. Yes. But we certainly tried so hard and where our understanding sat, other educators didn't understand the same thing and we tried to break that down with everybody and I think that was really really hard because how all the information came out and even now I think you and I took it a while back when you go on to any of the websites now for the information back then it's all deleted yeah it's all gone so luckily we've saved it all we've got it all but if you went on there to go what was that meant again it's gone as soon as that update come the one from last week's gone the next one's gone yeah so it was really really hard for people and then listening to educator stories and their heart and soul was put into their businesses and it was heartbreaking. And and alongside that, for myself, I have two children and I was trying to also be a mum and run my own family daddy care business and I'm also a compliance officer for a service. So trying to do everything and we did it in the name of trying to help people because that's who we are and believing in family daycare and we didn't want to see family daycare highlighted for anything that we're doing wrong so it was very much so this is what this piece of paper says we whether we agreed or not and believe me there were some things in there that but we didn't 
we were opening a whole can of worms still yes. more so for our industry. And I think that was really incredibly hard and trying to keep the peace, trying yes. to keep everybody feeling good about what they were doing and the service that they were actually providing to families, even though the worthiness that educators were feeling was just not there. And that was so hard because they play such a vital role for family daycare to have its name, yet they questioned their every movement. And I'm like, but you guys are incredible. Like I see their photos that they put up and, you know, the service that they run and the service that they give to families every single day, Mm. they're incredible humans, you know, and I'm like, they need to be acknowledged for what they did. And I feel like the acknowledgement wasn't there from what we had to go through with all the COVID process, wasn't there for educators. And they mentally took a big hit and in themselves, it was really hard. And I think that was something that I know for me, I crashed and burned, you know, for myself mentally, as you know, and I was just like, took me quite a a number of weeks just to go, you know what, I should just stand back up and keep going. I kept my business running to the best I possibly could, but then other things in your life suffer, you know, putting family daycare aside and your work aside, when you are struggling with different things, other things do suffer and it's shit because it's like, you know, it's so hard. Where do you start to pick it up? So that's where we find when we have got incredible people around that can scoop us up and help us. And that's what you and I had set to task to do through the COVID period. And I would do it all again the same, you know, because it's about educators and our whole industry and holding that family daycare name as the name it is because it is an incredible service that is warranted for families everywhere in Australia. And I wanted to stand on the top of the roofs and scream family daycare's name from the top because I do believe that more people need to know about it because, you know, family daycare isn't made up just by me or by you or by, you know, five people. It's every educator throughout Australia and every service and the providers and we all have differences of opinions and ideas, but that's what makes it incredible. You know, that's what makes them what it is. And, you know, we live it and breathe it. And I think it's fantastic. And that's a reason for me, 25 years of my own business. But then I stepped into doing compliance, you know, and that is basically with a service where I do help them to make sure our standards are high and help to empower educators. And everyone would know that I started up the childcare mentoring service last year. Worst thing I ever did. And it's very vulnerable for me to say that because I don't like to fail because I'm... And that person. But, you know, I was very excited about it because I wanted to empower more educators and help them. And so I got a website built because I was going to do, you know, so many things, but I just couldn't. I just did not have the power. And it was probably a very bad time for myself because we had been through all the COVID stuff. And then in the midst of it, at the end of it, I've gone, yep, I want to do this now. I just couldn't hold it up. I just went, you know what? So I deleted, I had, I think it was 19 or something people, cost me $6,000. Yeah. Yeah. My husband's still with me. So, (laughs) you know, because I had this thing and I paid that money out. No one out, it was me. I went, you know what, this is going to help educators and help services because I was already kind of doing that through COVID and I realised I loved helping people and, you know, I could actually make a business with this and I could actually turn this into something for family daycare more so. But it was just, you know, and Victoria, you asked me about it, you know, how's it going? And I'm like, yeah, no. I deleted all my subscribers off and stopped all their payments because I just couldn't give them what I knew I needed to give them. And that was a really hard decision for me. But my heart is in the family daycare, like my own business, I love them. And I still have people message me and ask me for help. I help them where I can. But 
the worst thing I probably did was looking to do my own empowerment, I suppose, for educators. Yep. But at a time when I actually needed that myself. You were really, really depleted in what you could had nothing. I mean, I really hope that you, you know, take some time and then come back to that. I think it's such a worthy thing, you know, product that people could really utilize. So I I do hold a little flame that you'll come back to that because I think it's such an important, you know, thing that people need and the trust that people have in you because of how you speak and you're very open and clear and honest and, you know, like I quite often will ring you and go, hey, what do you think of this? Or I've just seen that and, you know, I run a lot of things past you and I am eternally grateful for the ear that you provide. And that was one thing, as you said, that when we were going through the midst of everything, we banded together with other services. And, you know, it was so good to know that there was Carol who from Inspired, who's amazing with, you know, all the government stuff. I don't follow government stuff. Like I don't follow politics and all that sort of stuff. But she had some really great insight around that. And Brody and Catherine over in WA. And there were so many people that stood up and were a part of what we put together because we had a services team and we would have meetings to just discuss things if anything it just helped us all to feel like okay we're not on our own because it did very much feel like we couldn't turn to the department because the department would just go oh that's a business decision and you're like well that's not really helpful right now because you guys just changed the rules And I haven't had any time to, like, digest that. Not only that, but if I do this, it has this impact. If I do that, it has that impact. If I do, oh, my God, there's four different ways I could take this new thing that you've just put out. Which way is it meant to be taken? But I don't think they actually knew. And, you know, and that's not their fault either. And that's no criticism on the department or anybody really, because it was such a moving beast, you know, and it was multifaceted and there was just so much information. And it was like the people making the decisions at the top were making them from a broad perspective and it would have been impossible for them to have, you know, looked at things from a more detailed perspective at the time. However, I do think that there could have been time or things allocated where they roll something out and then they listen to the feedback because every time they sent a survey out, it was worded so that the government looked like a shining beacon of like everything they did was great. When on the ground, that wasn't the case. And, you know, yes, we are small in numbers, but there's 15,000 of us that provide care for I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of families. So when you're looking at it in that context, when they are telling educators that, you know, you have to keep providing food, you have to keep providing nappies, you have to keep doing overnight care, the same level of service you were providing prior, you have to keep providing even though you're getting half of your income. And there was all that fear around being dobbed in because if you had a family, and we all know families are your best friends until they're not. You know, and this is something I say to my team all the time. 
You've got to keep these boundaries because they are your best friends until they're not. And then when they're not, they're quite happy to go and put in a complaint about you. So we had all of that stuff hanging over our heads too, which made it really difficult. And, like, you can't make decisions in a place of overwhelm. Like, you really, it's really difficult to make really balanced, cohesive decisions when you're in that place of overwhelm. And I know that's where all of us were sitting, you know. So, oh, I don't feel like I've recovered from last year. I don't know that I ever will necessarily. And don't get me wrong, not all of what came out of last year was negative either because we have started these fantastic relationships with other services and it's like working in co-opetition. So it's working, recognising that we are in competition with each other to some degree, but we're working in like cooperation. So it's like, you know, co-opetition, we come together because if I can help you and you can help me, that has a positive impact for all of our educators, the children. And I think that's what really stood out for me was because prior to that, really, I really only knew one other service provider on the coast didn't know anybody else now I know like I could go I said to Brody and Catherine last week I could go around Australia right now and I reckon I could probably pull up stumps in just about every pub in Australia and have a wine with everybody and you know just be able to do that the whole way around Australia which is amazing because had last year happened I still would have been in my little niche bubble here just doing my thing so you know the benefits of what happened last year in terms of meeting so many people and, you know, us all gathering in a professional space like we did was awesome. Mm. And I think that's, you know, they're friendships like yours and mine that I will have forever, you know. You I think it's definitely one of the- invited to my funeral. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be your friend much longer after this Zoom I'm done. Something that was really positive for the educators, all the educators, because family daycare is isolating so isolating for for educators when all this happened COVID and they were already isolated I found that there was in some ways because of a difference of understanding with what the government was bringing out and because of the speed it was coming and we were one industry in in millions of industries in Australia we were one industry with you know 15,000 passionate educators working on the ground so and I think one of the things was educators there was a wedge put in between educators and services hard to see because you know, in most cases, everyone was traveling along beautifully in their relationships with, with communication, everything was fine. But the second that this happened, the lack of communication happened because people didn't know what to say. Tell your educators. So services weren't really communicating in some, not all services, but some, but not because they didn't want to, but they didn't really know how or what yep. were they going to tell their educators? Was it right what they were telling? Was it yep. wrong? It's easy just to be quiet. Yep. And I think that was really hard and that was really hard incredibly hard for us to watch and to hear coming back from both sides but the beautiful thing about it was educators all made new friendships that was really between because of your page the truth page and I think it was people got to know oh you're in that area and they all started you know as dming direct messaging that I call it just messaging dming direct messaging each other and they all built these friendships and I think that was really special and something that people will take with them forever and like you said you had your little bubble educators did too and now they all kind of they know someone from different areas and they're bouncing ideas and educators own business pages so 
lot of them now, these big amount of people and they're getting feedback and new ideas in their business and getting to see what other educators are doing and knowing that. One of the things I find as an educator and talking to other educators is always doubt their ability and they doubt themselves and is what I'm doing enough? And am I enough for what family daycare is? And I want to say that from what I've seen from other educators, you guys are brilliantly incredible humans with, you know, and that's something with ideas that you get to bounce off of each other and what these children that attend family daycare get to experience is incredible. Like it's amazing experiences. So I think something that will stay with us long past COVID and there's many scars that will stay with many of us past COVID and all these memories will, and I hope that they go back to the subconscious and we have to really dig for them, you know, in a couple of years. But the positive things really is the incredible relationships and, you know, pulling everything from that forever. That's going to stay people forever. I think that's really special. Yeah, most definitely. I 100% agree with that. Like that communication, and I talked about it last week with Brody and Catherine, is that, you know, I was having services message me and I was having educators from the same service message me. Now, I never, ever shared to either of them that, yeah, I already know this because <laughs> so-and-so already told me. But what I could see happening was that the service was saying that they were putting this message out, but the educator was hearing it a different way. And vice versa, the the educator would say, but I responded with this and the service was hearing it a different way. And, look, all I kept saying to everybody is, look, I understand both sides and I, you know, I think what they're trying to say is this and, you know, but it was so difficult because people were in this space of overwhelm, you know, services that were overwhelmed, like the amount of additional work that we had to do through that period as service owners and management was just absolutely nuts. It was nuts, you know, and same with educators. You know, their workload was completely different because they were glued to what was happening now. Like if I do this, am I going to get in trouble? So they were second-guessing absolutely every decision that they made because nobody knew, you know, and then everybody was tired Everyone was under this financial cloud and people were hearing things that were not actually being said and not hearing things that were actually being said. It just goes to show that Zoom is amazing, but there is nothing like face-to-face connection with people. And I know that, like, I miss that. Like, I miss visiting my team. I miss the quarterly seasonal planning that our team does like we had our last one in august cancelled because we went into a snap lockdown and it's like no of all the weeks like we were just i had to cancel everything we had organized but that means it's six months since i've seen my team because my coordinator goes and visits them but i know there was a lot of us that were locked down and we were just doing all our visits via zoom so that sense of alienation and isolation was even more enhanced you know, and not being able to have parents come in and just having them come to your door, like it was just this whole massive level of disconnection. And as a human race, that is one of our core fundamental needs is the need for connection. And when that was severed and it wasn't able to be like you couldn't greet people with a hug, there was educators like, I can't even hug the children. And it was just like, oh, man. Like it just was so intense and, you know, that whole decision-making process 
was so interrupted and that did so much harm, like so much Mm. harm to services and educators alike that it saw a lot of movement within our profession. And some of that is good and some of it's possibly not so great, you know, and that's just the nature of change. And we are in a big period of change. And I know I really want to acknowledge all of the educators that finished up this week due to the current mandates that have happened. And my hat is off to those people who have stood in their truth. And the thing that, you know, really is, you know, them standing up for their right to choose. You know, there's a huge amount of educators that are no longer working, highly qualified, highly experienced, really passionate people where it was okay for them to work all of last year and this year and all of a sudden it's not. So, you know, this is causing a massive upheaval within our profession as well because it's sort of settled down a bit now, but when those mandates first came out, the things that people were saying to each other, to another human being from both camps was just really distressing it was really distressing and that sent me into a really deep pit you know and there's no coming back from saying some stuff you know people will say stuff and it's just it's there forever you know things are being said I'm very much a scroll on by person and if it's online stuff and that's you know one of the things that it can really affect people mentally and people go And I have to smile about it sometimes because I always see people posting a hashtag, the dolly bullying thing, which I'm very much for bullying is just horrible. But then I see grown women doing it to each other or grown humans and I'm like, I'm not sure why this is okay. So I'm, you know, I don't have an opinion on any of that. I, you know, want to do that stuff. I'm like, I'm out. I don't do it. I'd rather just, there's enough hate in this world. I'd rather love on people. Like this whole thing, you know, that is the whole thing. And this is the last thing I'm going to say on it because it's such a controversial topic and I don't want to alienate anybody. But, you know, it's it was a lot of people on both sides of the spectrum. But the way I look at it is that we're educators and we teach children body autonomy. We teach them kindness. We don't allow bullying within our service with the children. We don't allow children to, you know, overpower somebody else with their opinion, you know, all these sorts of things. And I just was standing back looking and seeing educators and I'm going, if you behave like this in the online forum, like what is actually running the show in your business? Like, where do you draw the line between I'm going to tell that to the children, but when I get online, I'm going to tell that to that person? I can't come at that. And I really want educators to be aware of that and have a look at their online conduct and see if that mirrors how they want to be teaching the children. And if it doesn't, there's a disparity there. And you need to really look at that and do some work around that because We do have a responsibility. When you are an educator, you have a responsibility in how you present yourself online. That is why I censored myself after I started the truth page because I know I have some controversial ideas and thought processes and things like that that I really had to tone down and not share so freely because I was aware that what I said would have an impact on hundreds of other educators within my profession. And I don't want to cause those kinds of controversies and things like that, you know. So for me, one of the big things that I got out of last year personally was I had some 
awful things said to me and I had to really sit down and look at it and go, hang on, you know, I really want these people to be accountable. And then I was like, well, hang on, where are you not accountable in your life? And you need to get accountable in those areas. And when you're accountable in those areas, that's all going to fall away. And it absolutely did. I've gone to the gym. I haven't missed Sorry, I've missed one session. I was not very well. I haven't missed, yeah, I haven't missed a session this year. It's been 10 and a half months. I started in January, 4th of January last year or this year. Yeah. And I feel so much better in myself, but I showed up for myself. I showed up for myself because the lesson that I got was, you know, I wanted them to be accountable. And if I thought so strongly that someone wasn't being accountable, perhaps there was a message there for me. And that's what I got out of last year one of the biggest things that I got now I I go to the gym every day I have a gym family now and you know like I love that I created that little you know bubble for myself and it's so important and I really encourage educators to move like you love yourself think like you love yourself earn like you love yourself eat like you love yourself I'm doing a self-love school course at the moment personal development course at the moment and they're the ethos that they talk about in there you know and it's so important like I know a lot of educators they put their businesses first and then they put or they put their children their own children then their business they come last down on that list and that's I think what a lot of us saw last year was our level of resilience was for some of us not so great because we're so far down on that list And, you know, to put that first. One thing I often talk to educators about is, and you would see the same thing, Toria, where they just don't believe in themselves. And this is something that is so big and believing in who they are as a person and being proud. You know, if I can go back to the COVID period, and I know we're still in the COVID period, but, you know, the initial period that we went through um, last year and commend educators on how they actually handled running their business and, and, you know, sanitising and extra sanitising, still buying for your business and running your business and, you know, being successful at that. And that's commendable because you guys were amazing. You know, it's bloody hard. It's hard. And you couldn't go out and catch up with other educators or go to a play group or go to the local parks. You were literally living at home and working at home and having other people in your home. And even though when you couldn't have visitors, but you had to work it was crazy and I want to commend every educator for that because it's hard and the amount of times that we see educators comparing their service that they give and themselves to another educator and that's human nature to do that but can I just say that the family daycare opportunity is exactly the same for everybody so no one's more worthy than what you are no so if you have that opportunity and your passion is to go down this road with your family daycare or set it up like this, or would you, then please be proud of that. Yeah. Because without you having that business, family daycare isn't what it is. Yeah. So it's about that belief in yourself. And when you get that belief in yourself and you can stand a little taller because, you know, you do recognise that you're amazing and that what the service that you're giving to families, whether you work two days a week, five days a week, or, you know, every day, whatever it is, that service is warranted. We have to say thank you for that because Family Daycare is what it is because of you, but it's so incredibly important to believe in yourself and exercise self-care. And I know that's something and that was very much brought to my own attention as it was to yours last year when we 
really did have ourselves on the back foot. And I do, I gym every single day and, you know, I do it and I say to my coach all the time, I only come here for, to be social and every now and then I have to work out. I hate that shit. But in all honesty, I do it because mentally it's the only time I actually get out. I yeah. get yeah, you know, I have to just concentrate on getting this workout finished. Otherwise, but your head's at this speed where yep. it's your business and you're a mum or a wife or, you know, you might not be married yet, but you've got other things in life. You've got a house payment. You've got to pay rent. All yep. these things are, are just going through. So it's finding that one thing for yourself that you can look forward to outside of being Katrina or being mum or Trina yep. or whatever it is. It's being away from that and just something for you, whether it's, you know, crocheting, whether it's going to the gym or just going to the beach for a walk or lawn bowls, whatever it is, set that little bit of time. I'll be reading a book that you really love. Get up that half an hour earlier in the morning and just have that headspace where you can read that book or Mm. do some mindfulness food, colouring in, I don't know, whatever it is that you like to do. And don't let someone take that away from you, but people have to stop the comparisons. We compare ourselves to another person you don't have their background and have their life story. Only you have your life story. And we saw this a lot, Victoria, last year when people were comparing and yeah. it's so incredibly hard and it really does set you back a little bit. So I think educators are amazing. And um, I love the fact that Family Daycare has such a massive mix of humans in, in there. And we're seeing male educators come through. And I don't just mean assistants, I meant male educators as the main educator in their home. And I think it's brilliant. You know, I think it's what what's ahead for family naked? It's super exciting. And you're right, you know, like seeing educators, like I go and visit educators and, you know, when they go, oh, I'm not sure if I'm doing it right, or they message me and they go, oh, can you just have a look at this observation and sort of tell me what you think? And I'm like blown away by what they see and how they see it in children. And I'm like, how can you question this? This is amazing. How do you not see the brilliance that you bring to your business, to the children that you work with, you know? And that's what I really think is so special about family daycare as opposed to long daycare, in that you get to love and care for the children the way you think they need it. You know, you can bring your morning tea earlier if you think that the children need that. You can allow different things to happen within your space because you've got four children to care for. You have a greater level of flexibility. I've got Vanitha who shared, she was in one of our iMagazines sharing about some of the festivals that she celebrates within her family and they share that with their whole family daycare service And it's incredible because the learning that they get, and I know she inspired other educators because then Family Daycare Australia had her in their magazine as well. Mm. And other educators got to read that as well because it was such a meaningful story and event that she shared. Every single educator within Australia has the same ability to be able to share the things that are unique to them, the skill set that they have that is unique to them, and to highlight that because I truly believe that children come to you in a soul connection, right? I really, truly believe that there is a bit of an agreement between your soul and the child's soul, that you have something to come together and to learn from from each other. The children teach us as much as we teach the children. And for some reason, when we come together as educator and child, 
there is something there to unload and to share with each other that is specifically meant for that individual. And in family daycare, you have such a great ability and unique perspective to be able to share that exactly how they need to receive it. It's different in long daycare because there's so many children there. Quite often you've got a different educator, you know, every second day or whatever it is. It's very rare that you've got two that work five days in the same room, creating that cohesive space for the children. And that's what's different within family daycare. And I don't think I've ever seen an educator who I've kind of gone, maybe you probably shouldn't be doing family daycare. I've never, I don't think I've ever come across that. So, you know, and I see a lot of educators and a lot of educators share things with me because they're looking for that outside perspective and someone who doesn't know them with a a fresh look on things, you know, and we do a lot of that within our essential elements course. Like you were sharing how you sort of struggled a bit this year and you pulled it away. I wasn't able to hold my essential elements the exact way I wanted to. However, I'm building myself up so that when we launch again next year, that space is going to be so alive. But the conversations that we are having in there and the things that the educators are talking about when they're doing the essential elements course is that they feel more connected and I think that is one of the big things that's missing is this connection and it actually has to be a connection to yourself first so one of the parts of our course that we talk about is finding 10 minutes in the morning and sitting in space in 10 minutes now if it means you have to get up an hour earlier so you can get all your children's stuff organized just to have that 10 minutes, it's so important and it will start your day in a total different headspace than, you know, if you're rushing around trying to get out of your jammers because you had your first family pull up in the driveway and you're like, oh, my God, I'm not organised. Hashtag been there. <laughs> but, you know, when you realise that and you get into that flow and it is about prioritising yourself, as you say, because nobody else is going to prioritise you. They really are not. Nobody else is going to prioritise you. You have to do that yourself. And that's one of the things that I took out of last year, move forward into this year, and it's just like five days a week I'm out the door. I tend to six in the morning and I'm down at the gym. And I love it. Like I just, it gives me, even though I got low iron and almost couldn't function, I still showed up for myself because I was showing up for myself wasn't showing up for anybody else or any other purpose other than myself. And if that's one thing that educators can take away from this particular podcast is that there is so much support within our profession. You've just got to discern who it is that resonates with you and stick with them, you know, and hang out with them because they're going to fill you up. But you have to show up for you first. And you have to prioritise you first because nobody else is going to do that for you. And it's never, ever, ever should you feel ashamed for asking questions, ever. If you feel like, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right, seek that clarification. No, what's the word? Affirmation. Seek that from those people who you respect. You know, we've got to start reaching out and keeping these beautiful connections happening and alive. Yeah, you're so right. Educators really do. They need to trust themselves. They need to know that what they're doing is enough. In fact, you probably do too much if you pull it back and focus on the quality of what you're doing rather than the quantity. You'll actually find that 
you relax and when you relax, the children will relax. And then there's this enjoyment that can really come out of family daycare. You know, it's about being proud of their service and whatever you're offering your families. If you've got families in care and they're coming back every single day, be proud. Yeah. And if you need to change something within your service, baby steps. We put so much pressure on ourselves in life, not even just in family daycare, but just in life. And we need to really take a step back and go, we don't actually need that much pressure. Be respectful of one another as humans. And, you know, I'm a believer of reaching out and helping people. That's where we are where we are at the moment, you know, helping people. So I hope that family daycare from here and beyond just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. And I'm hoping there to see it. I hope I'm a part of it. Yeah, me too. Because it's exciting and I really want, you know, meaningful relationships with educators to continue. And I must apologise because I have been a little quiet and I have been, you know, I've been not really quiet because I'm pretty loud. I talk a lot of shit, but I have been in the background a little bit doing other stuff. And, you know, because last year really did take it, take a lot out of me, probably more so than what I actually recognised at the time because our whole focus, again, was helping people. So, yeah, I'm really excited for what's to come for Family Daycare. And, you know, if anyone wants to reach out and say, hey, you know, please always reach out. I don't want 150 people a day. I can't do that again. (laughs) But we can certainly, you know, chat to whoever needs some help or we're here for the long run. Thank you for the opportunity today, Victoria, to come on and chat to everybody. It was so good. You are such a beacon within our profession, Katrina. You know, and I've said it before, Katrina for Prime Minister. (laughs) Put me as your treasurer. However, sometimes that gets me into trouble and I like to beat around the bush. It's a fact's a fact and all that's all I want in this world. And be factual. I am factual. I don't like non-factual stuff. I'm just to the point of factual and I won't talk it if it's not factual. So, yeah. Thanks for watching, everybody. Yes, thanks so much, Katrina. And we will get this podcast up and, yeah, love your feedback, anybody that wants to make comment. And there were two times where Katrina said she loved me, just so that you know. (laughs) You can edit that, right? I might make it repeat several times. I love you, Victoria. I love you, (laughs) Victoria. We'll be back again soon with our podcast next week. Thank you for listening. Hi friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. When we work on our own, we can sometimes be in a silo. So having new perspectives and different ways of looking at things is vitally important for the growth of our individual selves and our professional selves as well. We love feedback. So if you felt compelled to share what you thought of today's podcast, we would love to read your thoughts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That helps our podcast to get out to the wider community. And the more that hear what we have to share, we think the better it is. Thanks so much, friend. We'll see you next time. Till then, big love.